Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yes, indeed. It is the get right right here on your home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers. 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula here with you alongside the fan fiend on Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Shouts out to Chris Strong on the ones and twos, making it sound good. And thank you for listening on twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam on 105 Through the Fan on YouTube. Wherever else you're listening, we appreciate you being with us. Uh, coming up in about 20 minutes, we'll talk to Shehan Jayaraja. Uh, he's the national college football writer at CBS Sports. So we'll get you caught up on some of the things in college football, including uh, week 12. In, around the nation. Uh, right now, in Baltimore, Thursday night football, the Ravens lead the Bengals 7-3 in early in the second quarter. Uh, in this game, we mentioned earlier that Mark Andrews had uh, left the field. It, apparently, he's he will not make a return in this game due to an ankle injury that happened. Lamar Jackson did leave the field for a moment, but he's also re-entered the game. Um, again, we'll keep you updated on what's happening in that game. So keep it locked right here on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. Uh, but right now, early in the NBA season, there's been some uh, notable rookies thus, thus far this year. Um, obviously, Victor Wembanyama has been the talk of the league, and him, along with other rookies, have made some really interesting impacts in the league thus far. Um, where do all these players stand, and where does Derek Lively rank amongst them? We'll do that right now on the get right and to begin with it feels like when we talk about the rookies in the league uh we had what some are affectionately referring to as the slim bowl earlier this week which yep. between the uh, way to put it oklahoma city thunder and the san antonio spurs san antonio spurs were clearly victor Wimbanyama, the seven seven fifteen million uh foot tall center i guess if you want to call him that even though he kind of plays more power forward victor Wimbanyama plays and then also oklahoma city thunders where chet holmgren who was drafted last year but did not play at all during the season due to injury. He's technically a rookie. They played against each other in two kind of mediocre numbers, but you can kind of clear, see, clearly see that those are the two guys that are competing for rookie of the year as of this moment, um, unless you disagree. Which one of these guys do you view as maybe the best rookie thus far? Okay, so here's the thing. When we talk about who's going to win the rookie of the year race, I think, honestly, Wimby could play every other game and score 10 points, and he's going to win. It's a narrative award. He's like 7'7", 7'5", tallest dude, can dribble like KD, finish at the rim, plays actually really good defense and defends the rim. So that that's locked up. We're not going to sit here and waste time about who's going to win the award. But the most impressive rookie to me has been out of Detroit and Asar Thompson. He has been amazing for them. Being a playmaker, he is top five in points, rebounds, assists, blocks. 
that's kind of hard from a 6'8 guard. He has been all over the floor, and they already have Kate Cunningham there, Jalen Durant, so they have a nice young core over there. And Asar, him and his brother have been hooping, but obviously amends the more a little bit high flyer, tries to get to the rim. Asar has been an amazing playmaker for them, versatile defender. So that's the guy that I've been looking for that actually has been catching my eye. And I think the, the biggest point is he's putting on for the overtime elite league and the OTE and not saying that you got to go to college anymore. As you see, two guys in that league were drafted within, I believe, the top five. So it's showing you college basketball when it comes to getting drafted in the NBA is not the end-all, be-all. Yeah, I mean, obviously getting drafted in the NBA is not – I mean, that's that's been settled for a long time. Whether we talk about dudes who were straight from high school, you know, prep to pros way back when, or we talk about guys that like uh, Brandon Brandon Knight, if I remember correctly, or is it, was it Jennings? It's one of those cats. I can never remember which one. They're both that went, that went overseas uh, before he came over. There's, I want to say it was Jennings. We've definitely seen this happen before. Um the validity of overtime elite themselves, I'm not willing to, you know, pass judgment on that just yet because um, those two dudes probably were going to be pros whether they went to overtime elite or not, right? Whether the whether they can develop that talent further, I think is is the bigger thing more than just they got the Thompson twins into the league. Um, but with that being said, I hear you. Alsar Thompson has been very good to start this season. I'm still not going to look at him as like the top of the rookie rankings right now. Even oh, though- we know it's Wimby. I actually probably go with Chet Holmgren. More efficient? Talk to me. Yeah, no, Chet Holmgren has, obviously, and some of this is you're playing with a better team, mm-hmm. uh, a more complete team, a team that's farther along in their development. You have a legit point guard to help you know, facilitate legit, these things. Legit, legit point guard. Yes, quite literally all-star level point guard when you talk about Shea Gilgis-Alexander for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And he kind of, he's a cheat rookie, right? Mm-hmm. He's a rookie that's been in the league, even though he hasn't been able to play. He got a sneak peek. <laughs> so he's he's been able to see, you know, uh, scouting reports on players. He's been able to see and learn from, you know, pros to this point. And so he getting him on the court, you've been able to see him play really well, you know, situationally, understand what's happening. He's also actually playing center and taking on that additional responsibility defensively. And so with that being the case, I still like Chet Holmgren early, and it's very evident that Victor Wembanyama is still adjusting to the league, not saying that he wasn't ready for it, but his body is still developing. That's a team that all the way around has a whole bunch of dudes that you can tell have not figured out what the plan is, and it's that that guy is the guy. And you you know, you're, you know can get yours, but this is going to be heliocentric, and it needs to kind of filter through him. So I think all those things factor in to make Victor Wembanyama just a little bit below Chet Holmgren early in the season for me at least. And see, the interesting thing was coming into the draft or coming out of the draft, my bad, Wimby, I was one of the personal ones that was like, I don't know how well he's going to adjust. I don't know if he's going to be able to get buckets like that. Like he's going to be playing against NBA defensive guys that do not care who you are, do not care how tall you are, how well you can dribble. Those guys play defense for the most part, especially down low. But I think he's been still exceeding expectations. I know the ceiling is like, Honestly, the best player that's ever played basketball. He's 7'3 and can dribble, so his ceiling is is immense. But I think the fact that I, I kind of disagree with how fast he's been able to adjust, it's at least exceeded my expectations of where I thought he might have been early in the league. Mm-hmm. I thought he would get to this point eventually, but we saw quite early that he was not afraid to shoot the ball. He, sure. was, not, he was not afraid to take it down low, block shots. So I, it does struggle for me for him to get the best shots because if you watch Spurs games, they have a lot of guys that want to shoot especially Vassal, they they get shots up. So there's definitely times where I'm like, get the ball to Wimby. 
Yeah. Get the ball to Wimby, yep. and they're not even looking at him. I mean, exactly even, what I was talking about just a second ago. Just the dudes that haven't figured out yet that Wimbenyama is the best player. I mean, they might know that in theory, yeah. but in practice, they're not playing in that way. I mean, in that Suns game, you saw it's a true fruition. He scored, I believe, like six or eight points in a row down the stretch, and then we're in the final 30 seconds, and he doesn't even touch the ball. Vassal shoots a three, and Wimby comes to the putback dunk. They steal the ball from KD in the corner, and they end up winning the game anyways. But I just think that I don't want to say they're not bought in because – Coach Popovich is one of the greatest, if not the greatest coach of all time. So he's going to get those guys right. But Wimby's got to be more of a feature role, especially on the offense, if if we want to see those numbers increase. But, like, I say numbers increase. Like, he's not number one in points and blocks and rebounds. Now, when it comes to, just to give you some stats, Victor Wimbanyama, 18.5 points per game, nine rebounds, two and a half blocks a game. And I think the thing with Vic is just I've seen him come in and, handle stretches where he has been the dominant man on the court maybe you can't quite say that for Chet but Chet seems to be more consistent even though he's only scoring about 15 and a half points per game seven and a half rebounds per game all right so you mentioned all-star Thompson you would you slot him in at third best yeah yeah probably okay so we've got maybe the top three rookies from here I think there's a there's some people that you can consider including the Mavs starting center who is a 19-year-old rookie Derek Lively. So obviously Derek Lively can be in consideration. Jordan Hawkins who you just saw um Shooter, yesterday man. against the New Orleans Pelicans that he's a guy. Brandon Miller who's the guy out of Alabama who's drafted to the Charlotte Hornets. Maybe Jaime Jacquez, uh, maybe Marcus Sasser who is also a shooter. Been nice. But those are some names that are in there. Is this where you feel comfortable putting Derek Lively as maybe the fourth best rookie thus far early, or do you still like one of those other names? See, I have to try to not hold my Mavs fandom close to heart because as far as the Mavs go, he's been there, obviously one of their great building blocks for the future. There's just a lot of good guys out there. Even Keontae George, a guy we didn't mention, has been a great for the Jazz. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I do think Derek Lively's impact a lot – some of these guys are coming off the bench, getting minutes here and there. Derek Lively from game two has been starting and been a defensive anchor for a playoff push team. So I think when you think of impact and just put numbers aside, he's getting crucial minutes for a team that's, what is it, second or third in the West right now. I, I think that just factors in a little bit more than just putting up pure stats because a lot of stuff that Derek Lively does doesn't show up in the stat book. Hustling on defense, being able to guard the four and five being able to get offensive rebounds when your team needs it because we know Luka and Kyrie are going to put up shots, especially Tim, the ball stops here, Hardaway. you got to have wow, another guy. <laughs> that's crazy. you got to have another guy under the rim that can get you more shot opportunities. And for the Mavs, it's nothing better you can get than a guy that's 7-1. So I would slot him into that four slot easily, personally, for me. But this rookie class is definitely impressed. Yeah, I think I agree here. And it's kind of tough because you look at a couple of other bigs that top this when you look at the, the guys who are going to get a lot of uh, attention when it comes to Chet. And then, obviously, Victor Wembanyama. And shout-out to 6A2 who says, Wemby is leading, it's not close. Reggie's being delusional. That's fine. And it might be because I've... I have high expectations of Victor Wembanyama, understanding that it's early on, and so maybe I've I've kind of let those things seep in. Question for you. So, However, it's a very clear third for me, or after not third, but after particularly Thompson, and maybe I, I'd even have these considerations as if Derek Lively has made a level of impact uh, similar to Thompson. But you're right. I think the responsibility defensively, particularly when you look at the rest of this. Mavs team and you see the way that the defense can kind of implode not kind of the defense does implode I was trying to be nice but there's no need to defense implodes when he's not terrible down low um and so he is so vital to defense and at the same time he is not a creator of his own offense 
However, he is fantastic. The touch around the rim, the the responsibility, knowing what to do as a rookie um, when it comes to finishing, screening, these things. I think that he's he's been so impressive. And I think that, that means something when you look at a, a rookie class that has this amount of talent. Um, man, this Derek Lively has been doing some impressive things. With no disrespect to Marcus Sasser, um, a man who's families from this area went to university of houston clearly was a really great shooter and he's been doing well in detroit so question for you going back to Wimby, we were talking about expectations that you have where do you see kind of that year two step for him like what is something that for you're Victor seeing Wimbyama? what is something you're seeing in his game not 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 style wise of how the spurs are playing and getting them as touches we already sure. touched on that but in his personal game where do you see a weakness that he's going to have to emphasize if he wants to make that all-NBA jump that we all expect him to make. Well, I mean, obviously, the very obvious one is strength and when we talk about size, and that's just going to come with time and getting into the program, right? Those those things are going to be necessary. Um, defensively, like, clearly the closeouts are crazy, um, but I think a lot of this still comes down to size. And then also, um, offensively, if this can be more steady, and obviously the points are there, but they seem to come in flourishes as opposed to kind of being a steady, consistent uh, flow of points throughout the game. And not to say that any, I mean, obviously any player is going to have their ups and downs through a game, but it feels like there's there can be a nine-point run in a span of like five minutes and then it can go cold. And I think as that evens out, that's that'll be one of the things that I'd like to see. And I don't think that that has to be a next year thing. We're okay. still like... 10 games in. I think that he can develop that, particularly with the talent that he has right now. I Clearly, Victor Wimbyama is going to be the better of these two players. Ooh, um, out of who? Him and Chet? Him and Chet. I mean, I think that that feels very obvious when you talk about the the talent levels, uh, obviously barring injury because that ends up always popping up. But, I mean, I like Chet Holmgren. I think that he has some advantages early, which is why I put him ahead of him. But no, when it comes down to where they ultimately will be, Victor, Victor Wimbyama is that one and I think that it's just a matter of time uh, when when that you know when that development comes. And speaking of ups and downs, we were just talking on this, or I was talking about this off air with one of my friends, Scoot Henderson, drafted second overall to the Blazers to replace Damian Lillard in sure. that role. Hasn't been what the Blazers fans were expecting. Not saying he's been absolutely horrendous and you blow it up. It's been 10, 11 games, not the end of the world. But from what we've seen, that explosiveness has been there in spurts but the biggest thing i've noticed when watching blazers games has been his confidence his decision making he's not a great three-point shooter yet he's shooting a lot of them and we've seen a lot of errant passes we've seen a lot of kind of boneheaded plays so i think he's taking a bigger time to adjust which i actually thought quite the opposite of him and victor i thought this would be a similar thing with victor a lot of pressure knew the nba maybe wouldn't adjust as much scoots ready he's been moving at a fast pace g league and all that stuff but it's been quite the opposite. So what are your kind of thoughts on Scoot Henderson kind of not really filling that role as we expected as quickly? I'm going to be completely honest. Haven't got my eyes on those Portland Trailblazers yet. I don't so blame I, him. I can't really speak on that one just yet. But, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that he gets some level of understanding of this. There's there's a high, a steep, rather, curve when it comes to playing point guard yep. in the NBA. So it's going to be tough. And I, I wonder if it makes it easier or more difficult that he's playing for a guy who played point guard so incredibly well in Chauncey Billups whether that's uh, there's going to be a higher expectation or whether that makes this, the learning curve a little bit more shallow. Uh, it'll be interesting to see over time. But right now, we, we like where Derek Lively is amongst the rookies. And um, I think that that's a great thing for your Mavericks is keeping that in mind that he's, he's playing about as well as you could expect a rookie to play that's not um, one of those top 
one, two, three lottery picks. Um, Shout so. out to Duke for not playing them too much so he can <laughs> fall to 12. I guess that is something you can say. Shout out to Duke. That's where we will go. Uh, it's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. We're keeping an eye on Thursday Night Football where remember how I was talking about the, uh, the, the Bengals dropping that, that video pregame and yep. people you yep. know noticing that brace that he seemed to have? They deleted the, the, the clip and everybody was like, huh, that's a weird thing to do. We've seen Joe Burrow nurse that throwing hand throughout this game. It looks like that might be an injury that's going to continue to be a problem. So we'll keep an eye on that and let you know what's happening in Baltimore. Uh, coming up next, though, on the Get Right, we'll talk to Shehan J. Araja from CBS Sports. Let's, let's get a feel of the college football Ooh. landscape ahead of Week 12. Next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. To get right, right here on 105.3 The Fan, your home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers. Reginald Atatula, fan phenom winner Blake Elliott here with me. Talk to me. Shout out to Chris Strong on the ones and twos and for the vibes uh, being set here. Unfortunately, maybe not the best vibes if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan right now. As I mentioned before we went to break that Joe Burrow seemed to be kind of shaking his hand. Well, uh, we're getting reports uh, that Joe Burrow went into the medical tent clutching his right hand. That's his throwing hand. And he's being looked at. It, it's he, he has a despondent face, and we did see Jake Browning warming up. So there's a possibility that even though he's throwing a touchdown tonight to Joe Mixon and they currently lead 10-7, to 7, he might not return to this football game. Yeah, we've seen both quarterbacks be a little banged up. Obviously, Burrow's going to the locker room, so that's not the greatest look you want to see. And it's, it's such a shame because I was looking so forward to, as well as many other NFL fans, for this Thursday night banger. And 
It's a shame it's getting robbed from us because of injuries. Well, I mean, uh, Lamar Jackson seemed to have like a little bit of a tweak in the ankle. He's still on the field. Uh, send the condolences and prayers up for uh, Al Michaels as he continues to call this game because <laughs> he thought it was going to be a banger as well. Um, we'll see if it continues to uh, try to deliver as we go along on the get right. But right now, we turn our attention to the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill hotline to talk to a friend of the show. He covers college football for CBS Sports, and his name is Shahan Jayaraja. Shahan, how you doing, my man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Right, thanks for joining us. Are you also watching Thursday Night Football? <laughs> can you can you give some expert reporting as, as to what's happening? No, I'm actually not. Uh, today is like my Friday since I actually get Fridays off. So I, I like to spend time with the wife and try to unplug for a little bit. That's lovely. What, what a lo- lovely, responsible thing to do as a husband, um, especially because you, like us, have to spend the whole day of Saturday being a college football sicko. Uh, with that being the case, I, before we get to Saturday and the games that are coming up, um, we see John, uh, John Harbaugh, or sorry, Jim Harbaugh, rather, uh, go ahead and take his take his lumps and agreed to the, uh, the, the, the three-game suspension that had been passed down. Should we take that to mean that this thing is over, or is the NCAA going to come in behind this, do you believe? Well, I think it's over for now. It's over through the end of the season. This 2023 team, I don't think, will be further affected by all of this. But certainly it seems like we might get more down the road from the NCAA. Now, the thing is, uh, the Big Ten still kind of said they don't per se have evidence that Jim Harbaugh directly knew or coordinated these efforts. But one thing that I think uh, the fact that they settled should probably tell you is that the Big Ten has more than people realize, that maybe they have some incriminating stuff that can prove that whether it was that uh, the, the scheme was even bigger than we think or that people might have known about it to we don't know know about it at this point. I, I mean, clearly the fact that Michigan is standing down kind of tells us that the Big Ten feels like they have their ducks in a row. So I, I don't think we're going to get any more through the remainder of the season. But, you know, when it does get to the NCAA level, I'm going to be curious to kind of wait and see what ends up happening. Now, at the same time, especially from a Jim Harbaugh-specific perspective, you know, look, three-game suspension is not nothing. I, I think that, you know, potentially that could be seen as enough by the NCAA. But the fact that the Big Ten had to act early tells me that they have some pretty solid evidence. Now, Shahan, um, I did seize this on a significantly less serious note that the Big 12 championship game will have an association with the with the WWE. And does that mean that we're going to see like the Booner Schooner uh, run out onto the field in the middle of the third quarter? Are we going to get like, by God, that's Oklahoma's music? Like what, what's what's involved with this uh, this this correlation? Well, I think Oklahoma's still got a little bit of work to be able to go meet with the WWE. But, no, it's, uh, it sounds like it's going to be a pretty fun interaction. You know, obviously details are a little sparse at this point. But we do know that they are going to give a, uh, a title belt to the most outstanding player of the Big 12 championship game. We do know that they're going to be uh, WWE, whether it comes to coin toss or events before the game, or events even during the game, potentially. And they've already dropped a Big 12 and WWE logo. That's similar to last year. Some folks might remember uh, the Big 12 decided to make a a logo collab with Bathing Ape. Well, this year it's going to be with WWE on the field. So the Big 12 has been very aggressive about trying to go out and basically tap in to not just sports, but also entertainment. And this is just kind of their latest way to do it. Hey, it's Blake. Nice to meet you. I got a quick one for you. We got a couple one-loss and a couple no-loss teams. What team outside of the college football playoffs right now do you see sneaking into there? 
Yeah, I think that right now, and, and obviously, like you mentioned, it's so tight. There are five undefeated in the Power Five left at this point, uh, and I believe four other one-loss teams. And so, you know, the, the, the short answer would be Washington. I think that they're in a great position right now. They're number five, so they're technically on the outside looking in. But I think they have a great opportunity to do it. The other team that I will mention, and they, they have to win some pretty tight games, but I think that if Texas gets to 12-1, and one, they are still in a great position to make the field. They have potentially a, a game-changing victory on the road against Alabama. So if Alabama manages to pull the upset, I think that Texas would probably get priority. And the other thing to mention is that they have potentially a rematch uh, against Oklahoma, potentially a game against Kansas State, potentially a game against Oklahoma State, but another top 25 game nonetheless. Uh, in the Big 12 championship game. So I think that they're still in really good shape to make it, even though they're number seven right now. But uh, really, I, I think that we are potentially up to as many as nine teams that I think have a realistic shot if something's so crazy. What are your thoughts on Oregon State? They've been a real surprise this year. Could, could create chaos down the stretch for a couple of these teams. They play Washington and Oregon. Do you see them winning those games and creating chaos, or do you see it voting differently? Yeah, I do think that they're going to find a way to win at least one of those games. And by the way, if they do, I mean, they still have a realistic task to playing in the in the Pac-12 championship game. I believe that if they were to beat Oregon, then they would draw into a tie as two lost teams. Now, the thing is, again, if they lose to Washington, then they'd be a three-loss team. So they have to win both to really have a chance to, to close things out here. But I do think that uh, you know, this Oregon State team is a complete operation. They're fantastic on the defensive side of the ball. They run at a high level. They actually, I, I mean, people don't realize this. They might have the best offensive line in the Pac-12, and that includes Oregon. They're really, really good there. Not even getting into DJ Uyunglele, who obviously has re, uh, had a resurgent year uh, during his first year at Oregon State. So I think they're absolutely uh, in a position to be able to compete with both Oregon and Washington. Obviously, when you're talking about Oregon State, having a chance to get into the playoff, it's a little difficult. But, I mean, the fact that they would have potentially number five, number six, then maybe a rematch with, with number five again after that, I mean, that is as unique a pathway as we've ever seen in the college football playoff. And obviously, it would take a lot of chaos. But I think that they're going to put themselves in a good position. We're talking to Shahan J. Araja of CBS Sports right here on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. And Shahan, obviously, uh, when it comes to this time of year, we start looking at coaches and the coaching carousel maybe starting up. And it started up with a bang with uh, Jimbo Fisher getting his walking papers. We've heard names from the more reasonable of Elko and maybe Lanning to some of the more outlandish to maybe, uh, you know, Deion Sanders or even Dabo Swinney. What – what do you hear as reasonable? What do you hear as unreasonable? What are you hearing on when it comes to AM? Yeah, so I mean, if we're going to keep in the reasonable camp, I think that this list should be two names. I'm not sure if it will be, but I think it should be. And that one is Mike Elko, like you mentioned, former defensive coordinator at Texas A&M, had a fantastic year at Duke, won nine games last year, has a chance to do it again. Uh, the other name to mention would be Jeff Trailer, the head coach at UTSA. Uh, he came to UTSA after – stints at Texas SMU and Arkansas as sort of a recruiting type role, also an on-field guy. And and at UTSA, he has not just transformed the program, but he's built it from the ground up. It's a program 
that started in 2011 at playing football and uh, he built it into a two-time defending uh, conference champion at the Conference USA level. Now they're undefeated right now as well in the American Athletic Conference, which is incredibly impressive. And so, look, obviously you have to project it up a little bit, but he's recruited at a high level. He has great staff coordination. He knows Texas better than I, I would argue literally everybody. He'd be a great uh, you know, with some of the crazy stuff, you know, that was when he didn't say no when he was asked about the possibility of taking a job. Uh, the funny thing with Swinney is that he has a humongous contract. He signed a 10-year, $115 million contract uh, with Clemson, but his buyout to leave is actually pretty small. I believe it's about $5 million. So it actually wouldn't cost too, too much if Dabo wanted to reset at Texas A&M. Would he want to do that? I don't necessarily know. And the other part of this, too, is that if you're Texas A&M, you took the giant swing last time, and it obviously blew up in your face in a lot of ways. So do they do they try to handle this search a little bit more traditionally? Do they go for that big swing? Uh, one thing I will mention, you know, the athletic director who uh, took the big swing, Scott Woodward, ended up uh, leaving to go to LSU uh, back in his hometown in Baton Rouge. So, you know, we don't necessarily know the M.O. of Ross Bjork, their current athletic director. He might not necessarily uh, be as into taking that huge swing. So it'll be an interesting one to watch. I'm glad you mentioned LSU, Shahan, because the quarterback, Jane Daniels, there has been absolutely phenomenal. Is that defense going to preclude him from winning this uh, this Heisman Trophy this year? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting for him because the big knock on his candidacy is ultimately, I mean, he hasn't played in any meaningful game. And he won't play in a conference championship game. Uh, he wasn't able to win any of the big games against Florida State or Alabama. Uh, I mean, in that opening game against Florida State, he got outplayed. Obviously, he got, you know, not, not outplayed. Game against Dylan Milroe. And so, for me, it's just really difficult to see the pathway when you have guys like Michael Penix Jr. at Washington, Bo Nix at Oregon, when you even start getting into the Ollie Gordons at Oklahoma State. Uh, there's just so much good talent out there right now that Jaden Daniels is probably going to have close to the best numbers in the country, but without a story to lean on. I mean, I, you know, what, one thing that I think might work in his favor is that he is kind of the candidate right now from the Southeastern Conference. Nobody else from the SEC really, I think, has a chance. And so maybe SEC folks just kind of coalesce around him and, and try to push this thing through. But I, I don't know that I necessarily see it. So he will, I think, be a finalist. I don't know if he'll have enough to win the award. Um, who are some players that you've noticed this season that maybe fans and media weren't as keen on but have risen up the draft board? Who are some guys that have stuck out to you this year that we didn't see coming? Yeah, well, a guy, uh, not necessarily on the draft side, but a player who I think has really overplayed what people expected is Brady Cook, the quarterback at Missouri. I mean, he is somebody who uh, a lot of people wanted benched coming into the year for a four-star uh, sophomore, Sam Horn, and he's been unbelievable pacing the way for that Missouri offense, getting the ball to their receivers. He's not a spectacular player. He probably doesn't have a long NFL future, but he just is a, I mean, he's just a gamer. He's just one of those guys who goes out there and runs the offense at a high level, I think has really uh, raised the level of this Missouri team. And the other part of it, too, is that I think that, uh, you know, when you look at Missouri right now, I would argue that they're the number three team right now in the SEC behind Georgia and behind Alabama. They've been that good this year. And I think that Brady Cook has been 
a huge part of that conversation. You know, a player who I also think uh, deserves a little bit more respect than they've gotten uh, is Noah Fafita, the quarterback over at Arizona. Arizona, of course, jumped into the college football playoff rankings after pulling a couple of upsets. And uh, he's been kind of the catalyst. He wasn't the opening day starter. Jaden Delora was. Uh, but he's come in and I think just given them, again, sort of a, an explosive component that's been huge for what they want to do. So I think that he's a player who people should be really excited about heading forward. And again, Arizona has a chance to win eight or nine games after two years ago being a 1-11 team. They've been really impressive. Shahan, we appreciate you very much. Before we let you go, in a, in a weekend slate that maybe doesn't look the, the brightest, What's the game that uh, that you're the most intrigued by? Yeah, so there's two that I'll, I'll bring up. I mean, I think that both of them are pretty straightforward. I think that especially down here, Texas at Iowa State, that is a scary game if you're Texas. Uh, the first game without Jonathan Brooks in the lineup at running back for them, they're going to have to rely on a freshman C.J. Baxter to fill his role. And Iowa State has consistently been one of the best defenses in all of college football over the past couple of years. It, it could get a little bit hairier than people think, especially in the final matchup ever in Ames. And the other is, of course, Georgia Tennessee. Tennessee hasn't necessarily lived up to, to expectations this year, but don't be surprised if they throw their really talented freshman quarterback out there, uh, potentially with a chance to, to cause some issues for Georgia's defense. So I, I think that uh, the favorites uh, carry the way in both of those games, but I, I think both will be a little scary. He's Shahan J. Araji. He covers the college football nationally for CBS Sports, and we appreciate him very much. Thank you, Shahan, for giving us a little bit of your time. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, sir. Like I said, Shahan J. Araja, CBS Sports, joining us right here on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, a little bit of an interesting segment. I'm, I'm Get involved on the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. What did you learn or realize way later than you should have? We'll discuss it next on The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan, your home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers. Reginald Datatula here with you alongside the fan phenom, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Shout out to Chris Strong on the ones and twos. Thank you, sir. Um, And thank you for listening on uh, Thursday evening where Thursday night football has had shenanigans already. Um, The Baltimore Ravens lead 14-10. However, Joe Burrow has exited this game. Jake Browning is now quarterbacking for the Bengals in what feels like kind of a must win for them. Um, they're five and four, however, they're in a place where if they do not um, if they do not get a win, it's, they start putting themselves in a place 
where it, it, you make it a little tougher because the AFC, weirdly enough, has a like pretty stacked um, playoff uh, chase right now. That AFC, no joke right now. And so, especially if whatever this injury is to Joe Burrow's throwing hand persists, that can be a real problem because we saw the ways in which this offense was problematic when he was not playing or when he was not feeling healthy. Yeah, it's the last thing you want to see if you're in Cincy. Big Thursday night football matchup and your star quarterback goes down. So we're praying for his health. But, um, yeah, Jake Browning filling in for the time being. All right. Um, the text line, the truckbreak.com text line to get involved is 877-881-1053. And I want you guys to do that. Chris as well, make sure that you get involved. I know that's not you, Blake. I'm talking to Chris. He's behind you. He is. Yeah, make sure that you know that I'm – I remember your name is Blake. I see Let's it. Let's go. See it? Uh, uh, fantastic. Well, Blake, I want you to get this because uh, I asked a question, and I'm sure you're like, why would you ask that question? The question being, what did you realize or did you learn way later than you probably should have? And I asked that question for a very particular reason. I take you to Business Insider who uh, reported, um, and the headline is, an American woman said she was shocked – Shocked to discover that Alaska isn't actually an island. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a woman who said that she was shocked to discover that Alaska is not an island and that it's possible to drive to it while she was having a conversation with her boyfriend. Drive to it? Now, that's insane. What do you mean? (laughs) She said she could drive to it? Yeah. Oh, my. What? Are you surprised that you can drive to Alaska? You can drive to Alaska? Okay, so (laughs) we're going to add you to this. Um... You'd have to drive through Canada, sure. Okay, no, I'm yeah, thinking of Antarctica. Can. I'm thinking of Antarctica. My oh, bad. Yep, those are those are different things. Gold, I'm glad ice. that we were able to clarify that for you. But then, if you were thinking Antarctica, you can't you can't even go to Antarctica. That's a whole other theory for another day. You can't go there. But if you're thinking about Antarctica, what did you think was wrong about the headline? Because it is an island. Next question. Okay, very good. Um, in a video posted on October 26th, TikToker Sabrina. Uh, Aubrey, I'm guessing, I'm not sure how her name is pronounced, asked people not to call her a stupid American as she admitted her mis- mistake. She said, everybody knows that Alaska is cold, which, fair. True. I knew that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But did I know that it was connected by land? No, I did not, she says. She also said that she hadn't realized, <laughs> realized how big Alaska was just by looking at a map. She thought that Texas was bigger than Alaska. Hey, man, they don't teach that in school nowadays, man. Okay. They run right by that part. They run right by it. I don't blame her. They I'm for you, they Aubrey. They didn't have maps in your school? The, hey, the <laughs> maps is a lie. We can get into that, too. Maps that they show you in school is a lie. Okay, very good. Keep going. Alaska is the United States' biggest state, and it borders uh, the Canadian territory of Yukon and the westernmost province of British Columbia. So, obviously, it is uh, it is a mass of land that is connected to North America fully by land. And, you, in theory, you could drive through it. You just might need to, uh, you know, cross a few borders. Uh, but with that being the case, this uh, this American woman who did not realize up until way too late that Alaska is actually an island may, or not an island made me uh, ask, what is something that you learn or realize just a little late? Interesting. Okay, okay. I like where you're headed with this one. So I had to think in my own life because I think this was a little bit of a jab at me because I'm young, may still trying to figure some things out. But, you know, I'm in my old age of 24, you know, trying to get a grasp of life. And I got to thinking. What, did you take offense with that? Uh, you take umbrage with that, Chris? <laughs> I got I to know, thinking. 20, 24, old? Yeah, he's, had, he's had 24 whole years, Ooh, man. That's, that's, that's a crazy. lot, man. That's a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it got me thinking, you're right. What, what did I realize later in life? And I came across this right here. And I, I really feel this one. Any seeds you planted in the past, either good or bad, 
will begin to bear fruit and affect the quality of your life as you get older, for better or worse. So pretty much in a quote, show me your habits, I'll show you your future. Oh, you decided to go Tony Robbins on me. Okay, fantastic. I, and I, Do you even know who Tony Robbins is? I realize as I said that reference that that's not fair. I know the quote. That's all that matters. Um, I think that that's... I don't, I don't know that the quote is Tony Robbins. Don't worry about it. It's, I, I'll explain it later. Okay, okay. And a little break time. Um, I, I, I really feel that that's a very true, true sentiment, too, because I think early in life, you do things that maybe are bad habits, whether that's eating bad, not working out, dating habits, whatever it may be, and you think it'll just one off and it'll wear off as you get older. Myself thinking the same thing, but... As you get older, man, those things stay true to you. They stick to you like a gnat, and it's really hard to break a bad habit. So for any listeners that are younger than me, which I guess is not true, stick to good habits. Get them while you can, whether that's making your bed, eating healthy, working out regularly, because it's very hard to break a bad habit the older you get, especially when you get to Reggie's age. That's Ooh. not fun. Shots. Shots. Yeah, hey, you can, we, try, you can try and take shots. I'm not old. Shots. I, I, you're not going to make me feel bad. Uh, that None of that was fun. The idea is to be able to laugh at ourselves. Like this like this uh, message in, uh, on the Twitch who said, I knew a guy that didn't know girls had different private parts until junior year of high school. Well, Ooh. he's just not smart. Oh, it's supposed to be embarrassing. You see, this is the thing. Is, but this is the thing. This is supposed to be a safe space. You're not supposed to be talking like that, Blake. We're supposed to be able to bring. Hey, I'm keeping it a buck. You didn't tell me I couldn't keep it a buck. Yeah, but that's not how people. That's not how you ingratiate yourself to people. Okay. Like, I need you to give me the next one. Yeah, I'll... I need you to, to to figure things out here. Uh, from the eight one seven, they said, uh, they realized too late that there are two different kitchen utensils named spatula. No, that's a good one. No, that's a good one. Wait, what? Ma- what makes it good? That there's two different things named spatula. He realized too late. I get that one. But you don't you don't get the other one? Didn't get the Alaska one either. Hey. That is hey, fair. See, is fair. see, y'all can poke fun of me, but when I poke it back, it's it's shots fired. Okay, I see how it works down here. What, what fun I'll did you see poke? how it works what down here. What fun did you poke back? Nothing. Keep going. Next one. Oh, can you I, thought, I, you I, thought I, I was old? Mine? Yeah, that didn't hurt my feelings at all. <laughs> no, Chris, all right. please, please bring to the table. Is there something that you realized yeah. a little late? We're going to go to sports logos here and hidden items in sports logos. Oh, is this is this going to be the Milwaukee Brewers? Well, I, I, I was going to bring up that one, okay. Rush, but... I'll Sorry. bring up the Dallas Mavericks instead. What if I told y'all that I did not know that there's a hidden letter on the horse's forehead? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Talk to me. Yeah. Yeah, the M, the M for yeah. Mavericks is in the horse uh, horse logo. It, it doesn't stand for uh, Mark Cuban? I mean, it might. Although, I mean, the team was... He bought the team, yeah, after, but I, they didn't have the, that logo at that point, did they? I'll have to go back and uh, check the time, but yeah. Another that's, another that's logo, there. I think it's the Eagles logo. I didn't know this till too recently ago that there's a, a backwards E in the Eagles logo. Did you know that? Well, it's not backwards. It, it is forwards, but it does. The Eagles head faces differently than yeah. I think what typically other uh, bird logos mm-hmm. face mm-hmm. in order to create that E effect. Yeah. A lot um, of hidden logos. There you go. Um, let's see. From the 214, that the Amazon arrow goes from A to Z. Oh, and that actually brings me to one that I it I was I was oddly shocked, and it's I mean it's around around those same things. Uh, in the FedEx logo, the little arrow the between That's the crazy. E and the X. You're you're nodding like you don't know, but you're trying to make it seem like I know. <laughs> you haven't said it yet. You said the E and the X. Yeah, okay. there's there's the an direction. arrow. There's yeah. an arrow in in well, the logo. I don't have the logo in front of me, so it's hard to. Imagine. That's fine. Let me pull up the logo. Real but quick. I feel like if you knew about it. You'd have been like, yep. If you like, know, you know. It's right, like, exactly. Like sort of exactly. Um, from the 214, they said that irregardless is incorrect and it's regardless. Actually, irregardless is a word that works. 
Um, the, the English language does continue to change, and that one is absolutely accepted as a word in and of itself. Now, before there was a point in time where that didn't mean anything, and it was used commonly enough where it also means regardless. Uh, from the 214, fair enough. For, they say that the Beatles, that the Beatles are great. Um, I know some people that would True. say say different things that feel like the Beatles are overrated. However, like I understand how, um, especially like if you can be a little bit of contrarian, like I can be sometimes. Exactly. Yep. It's like, man, nah, the Beatles ain't that great. And you, you know, you put that thing on, let it run. And you're like, you know what? My bad. I was tripping. Um, and you know what? I also kind of had a little I was tripping moment because, you know, it's fun for folks to say that they don't like country. Love it. And I was there for a little bit. There's real. There's some real great songs in the country uh, country music genre. And you know what? I'll say that I took a little too long to get there because, you know, I allow myself in my in my youthful uh, foolishness to think that I was better than country. And I'm not. There's some great country out there. Shout out to Dolly Parton, one of my favorites. Who's a, Give me another country artist you, you rock with. Uh, I like country. Morgan, George, all of them. Well, I mean, obviously, George is going to be great. Uh, give, me, give me some others you like. Um, well, when it comes down to it, I've really enjoyed lately Chris Stapleton. All those Chris Stapleton has kind of moved away a little bit from uh, from country. Or am I thinking Sturgill Simpson? Sorry, I was thinking Sturgill. Sturgill's moved away from country. Chris is still in that place. Uh, Chris could sing down, man. Chris sings something crazy. Chris, do you, Chris Strong, do you sing? I wish, man. I wish I were good at singing. But uh, Tyler Childers is another one. It's like good country music. Okay. I, I feel like I... I was a contrarian there for the first like maybe twenty years of my life there as well. Um, let's see from the from the two one four. They said that they were in seventh grade when they realized that Texas lost the Battle of the Alamo. To be fair, I mean a lot of the a lot of the uh, the teaching doesn't obviously make that clear. You're just like, hey man, they came up with a cool slogan. That's dope. And it's like, no, they actually got slaughtered. My whole thing with Texas history, which is actually a class that we have here. That's correct. Um, is that it's always taught by a coach, like a basketball coach. And uh, kind of makes it difficult to, to, to learn absolutely everything. He's looking at Huddle. He's not worried about who actually won the Alamo. He's like, you got Google. He's, he's got other priorities. So, yeah, I agree. The uh, We can get into the Texas education another day. <laughs> oh, God. Uh and let's see, from the 903, apparently what you learned just yesterday, Blake, is that the moon is not a moon. I, hey. really, should, I really shouldn't encourage that. I really shouldn't. However, it's always fun. We're all learning together. Every single time. Are we learning? We're learning. We? Uh, what I'm learning is that it's time to move along. It's the get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. I appreciate everyone getting involved. Keep them coming. Um, they, uh, now people are just giving you uh, people to listen to. They say Zach Bryan is great. Parker uh, Millsap. Now people are just giving you... Um, give you recommendations. So we'll continue to keep those coming in on the truckwreck.com text line. Uh, but like I said, coming up on the get right, um, you know, we've reached a time in the Cowboy season where there's some should be blowouts. How, how can you keep yourself uh, enjoying these games? We'll talk about it next on 105 Through the Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.